Skull, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings Skullcast, your spot for everything Vikings football. My name is Derek, and I will be your host on this doom and gloom Sunday without Vikings football. The first in many weeks, and the first of many weeks without Vikings football. It's Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. Your dose of Vikings football kicks off now. We have a lot to cover today, including our post-game thoughts on the 31-24 loss to the Giants during the wildcard weekend, the fantastic news that just broke several days ago on the firing of a defensive coordinator, Ed Donatel, who may be the worst defensive coordinator I have seen in a very, very long time. We will briefly cover who the Vikings are currently seeking to replace or fill the role of defensive coordinator. Several players who may or may not be back with the Vikings next season and the potential of a Kirk Cousins extension and the absolutely massive payday that Justin Jefferson is going to be getting, if not this offseason, then next offseason. Last weekend was a disappointment. There is no other way to look at it. It was truly and utterly a disappointment. I had expectations that we were going to beat the Giants. I had a bit more realistic expectation about the 49ers. I didn't think we would win that one, but I thought we would for sure get out of the first round. I thought it would be close, because almost every game this season has been close, but I thought we'd beat the Giants. But nope, our defense uh, failed to do anything at all. I mean, they did have one. <clears throat> they did have one pick. Patrick Peterson did pick off Daniel Jones once, but other than that, they did nothing. Nothing at all. It was it, it, the Giants punted twice. Every other drive was a scoring drive of some sort, but they punted twice. And those two times wasn't the defense making a stop. It was the Giants' receiver on third down failing to catch the damn ball. I mean, really, that's that's the only reason the Giants punted. It's because on third down, two separate receivers dropped the ball. Our offense tried. They did. Ultimately failed, but they tried. Several drives, I don't think, had the best play calling. Uh, the second-to-last drive, the... Screen pass to Dalvin Cook for a loss of like four yards just blew my fucking mind. I, the screen pass has not worked all season. Well, maybe twice? Well, that, it's been shut down and we've lost yards, I want to say, every almost every time. Why? Why? Why did you call a screen pass in a playoff game when it hasn't been working all season? Just hoping one will break free? That, 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 that blew my mind. And then... Top it all off. Your whole season's on the line. The Super Bowl is on the line. Because in the playoffs, it's one and done. So every game, the intention of we're going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl on the line. Fourth and eight. Three-yard pass. Check down to TJ Hawkinson. Classic Kirk. That's what I said. Classic Kirk Cousins. 
came out under the pressure, threw a check down to his tight end. But I will admit a couple of things. One, it should never even have come down to that. If our defense had made a couple of stops that game, could have gone a completely different way. But I also, I watched Kurt Warner. He broke down that play. He kind of changed my mind. Kirk Cousins really didn't have any other choice. Uh, the Vikings schematically could have run something a little different to free up some space. Um, you know, but of course, Kirk Cousins could have said, "You know, fuck it, Justin Jefferson's down there somewhere. At least try." I, I feel that throwing it three yards on a fourth of eight was kind of just giving up. But with the exception of that play, he played really well all game, all game. I can't really, can't really harp on him too much, and I don't. I like Cousins, so I'm not. But just sucked for the season to end. On that note, but it comes back to our defense. It's going to keep coming back to that because we had a 13 and four season, not including the playoff loss to the Giants. That is phenomenal. But we had a 13-4 season with the second worst defense in the NFL. We had the most hit quarterback in the NFL. We weren't going to get very far. I mean, it, it's fun to hope. You know, and maybe hey, something magical could have happened. That's, that is true. You know, luck can carry you into... A, a good postseason run, but it didn't, and um, we're just gonna have to take it for what it was. It was a thirteen and four season with a lot of really fun moments. You had the Bills game, which one of the most fun football games I have ever watched, and then you had the biggest comeback in NFL history. The biggest comeback in NFL history, down thirty some points. Going into the second half. That's awesome. The season was fun. You can hang your hat on that. You went from what an eight and nine team to a thirteen and four with a coaching change. And you also had the worst defense in the league. That's impressive. That says a lot. It really does. And it 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 just shows how how good our offense can be because Consistently, our offense was not always there. They really only played half a game, and that also is kind of impressive when you think about it. You're 13 and four. Your offense didn't have traction through a full four quarters of a single game. I guess maybe no, not even the first game against the Packers. They they kind of played for about two game or sorry two quarters, and that was it. So that's that's a good note to end the season on with a first year head coach. And if we were to sit down and take a look at where our team finished at the end of the year, it's a pretty telling story. Our offense ranked 7th overall, finishing out the, se- finishing out the season with 6,145 yards, an average of 361 yards a game, an average of 24.9 points per game. We ranked 6th in passing and 28th in rushing, 
and second in receiving. Thank you, Justin Jefferson. The dude is a dog. That's, I mean, I, I'm bummed he didn't get that 2,000-yard season. I really am. I, I think he will get it, and I, I hope it's with the Vikings. The defense, on the other hand, 31 overall. 31 out of 32 teams. And you're 31 versus the pass. And you're 20th versus the run. Overall, our defense is a joke. And you've got too many talented players on that, on that defense to be that bad. Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson. I mean, a lot of those guys are getting up there in age. I'll, I'll give it that. But to have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith and to not have an elite pass rush just boggled my mind. So, uh, schematically, something, something needs to change. But that's what happens when you have Ed Donatel. He is an older guy who's stuck in his ways. It's not like old dudes are known for changing their mind on something. But he was, oh, we don't give up the explosive play. Well, congrats. Congrats, Ed Donatel. You gave up two plays a game of 20-plus yards. That's not what killed you. It was the 85 yard, 85 plays a game of 10-plus yards. It was our cornerbacks playing 10 yards off receivers. It's having Daniil Hunter lined up in the slot. It, <laughs> boggled my mind. But, hey, we fired him. He's gone. Single season. They fired him. They said, get out of here. You're done, dude. Go. I was personally disappointed that he wasn't fired immediately after the game. Like, I didn't want his fucking key badge getting him into the locker room. I didn't even want him there. I wanted him to, you know, we're going to interview Ed Donatel next. Oh, no, sorry. He's he's not with the organization anymore. He's cleaning out his office right now. So you're going to have to interview someone else. That's, that's what I wanted. But KOC, the front office did the mature thing. They waited a couple days, probably watched some film. I don't know if you really had to, but then later on in the week, they said, hey, you're done, dude. Sorry, this, this ain't going to fly. I think they realize that our window of opportunity is small and it's shrinking. This, this season probably was the best opportunity we had to make a run for a Super Bowl. It's going to get nothing but more difficult going forward but we'll see where it goes with the firing of old Ed Donna shell and his shitty defensive scheming comes a search for a new defensive coordinator and the Vikings are wasting no time in their search for a new defensive coordinator They've already requested permission to interview both Brian Flores, who is currently with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ryan Nielsen, who is currently with the New England Saints. Uh, both of these guys, um, I don't know a whole lot about. I'm going to have to do a little more research on. Obviously, I've heard about Brian Flores, who's head coach for Miami, and there's all that legal stuff going on. I don't know really anything about all that legal stuff, so I'm going to touch base on that at another time. 
I'm gonna have to sift through a lot of a lot of stuff to learn about that. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, um, he his coaching history coached at USC, which is where he went to college. Um, he coached at Idaho and Ole Miss. He was hired as a defensive line coach for the Saints in 2017. He was offered a defensive coordinator position at LSU in 2021, but he turned it down to stay with the Saints, where he was promoted with the added title of assistant head coach. And then in 2022, he was promoted to co-defensive coordinator, which sounds more like a demotion to me, but uh, who knows how it all goes. Brian Flores, however, spent most of his time in New England under Bill Belichick. He actually spent a year uh, with KOC there. I believe KOC was a player at the time, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, But that's kind of him and KOC have a small history. Uh, In 2019, though, he did take the head coaching job with the Miami Dolphins, and it did not go very well for him. And then uh, he took a job with the Steelers. That's where he is now. So I don't really have... I don't really have a, a favorite out of these two. I mean, I'd say at this point, for no reason I could tell you, I'm, I'm leaning towards Brian Flores. But I don't know if that's just because I've heard his name more. So I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. And uh, I will definitely talk about potential defensive coordinating coordinator hires on a later episode, in which I'll have done a lot more research on those two guys. Now let's take a look at some not-so-fun stuff. Let's take a look at players that have a really good chance of not being back with Minnesota next year. All the names on the list are guys that you don't want to go because you're attached to them, especially the first one I want to mention, which is Adam Thielen. He's the hometown hero. Nobody, I don't think really anybody wants him gone. But the Vikings are $24 million over the projected cap for next season, and they need to free up a lot of money. They've got to go get some key positions. They've got, you know, the draft. They've got to sign those guys. There's a Justin Jefferson extension that's just any day now. There's a lot to go on. So I think I've, I've got a list of about five guys I think that could, probably won't be back next year. And I've seen, I've seen all these guys listed through other places as well as they're they're probably not going to be Vikings. It's Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Eric Kendricks. Now, all these guys are on the bad side of 30. They're aging. Dalvin Cook's a running back. Running backs seem to age out a lot faster than most positions in the NFL. And he just hasn't been his, his old self. And it's nothing, it's not a knock to him. I mean, even in that Giants game, he was tackled by someone grabbing his undershirt. A couple years ago, that's a touchdown and a ripped undershirt for Dalvin Cook. But this year, it was, a, it was he was taken to the ground. So, I like Dalvin, but he's expensive, and I think we can get the same kind of production, if not better, out of Alexander Madison. Adam Thielen, though, that one's tough because everyone loves Adam Thielen. Born and raised, played high school, college, and professional ball in Minnesota. 
Dude's a hometown. He's a homie. But he's a $20 million cap hit next year. $20 million. And it's not like he's the number two guy. I mean, if you had to put a list out of who Cousins is most likely to throw the ball to and who's getting the looks, Justin Jefferson's number one. That, that's not even a question. You can't, no one, I don't think anyone can argue that. I'm going to put number two at TJ Hawkinson. Kirk's always had a thing for tight ends, dating back to his days in Washington with Jordan Reed. And then you've got KJ Osborne coming in at number three. KJ Osborne's our wide receiver two at this point. He could be another wide receiver one on several shitty teams around the league. And then I think you got Adam Thielen. Now, Adam Thielen does have hands of steel. I mean, if you throw it at him, he's catching it. But he, he, he's been quiet for, for the last couple of years. He hasn't had a thousand yard season in several years. And with a hefty price tag of 19 million, just shy of 20 million this year, and then a steep 21.6 million the following year. All this for a guy with 70 catches for 716 yards and six touchdowns? I don't know. I really don't. And I think that if his name wasn't Adam Thielen, he wasn't born and raised in Minnesota, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Take Adam Thielen's history out of this. Put those stats and that pay on Jalen Rager. Do you even hesitate to get rid of Jalen Rager if he's going to cost you $21 million? Or 70 catches, 700 yards, and six touchdowns? Nope. You're going by. You know, thank you, but have a good day. Harrison Smith, the hitman. This dude can still ball. I think he's just going to be a cap casualty purely because of... Purely because of money. I don't think he'll want to take a pay cut to stay maybe he will i mean you you never know but i mean i i wouldn't pick a take i would not take a pay cut at my job i don't i can't really expect anybody to it's a business it's gonna come down to business decision got to come down to business decisions and i think harrison smith will be gone uh eric kendricks he's getting slow we need to get fast and young at the linebacker position that's just the unfortunate truth Zadarius smith though this one I'm torn on. I like Z Smith. He started out the season really hot, and then he got quiet. But I still would like to see in a good defensive scheme what him and Daniil Hunter could do to quarterbacks. I think they could be an absolute nightmare. But his cap hit is pretty hefty next year as well. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think a couple of those guys are going to be gone, and not all of them. The only one I could see potentially taking less money is Adam Thielen, but he's going to want more targets. He's 100% going to want more targets. He's already said something to the extent of he wants to play where he feels valued, and which I think he's kind of saying that he doesn't feel valued in Minnesota anymore, which is, is, is hard because he, no one is going to get the kind of targets they want when they have Justin Jefferson on the team. You're just not. The dude, Justin Jefferson, overshadows every other wide receiver, and that's just... That's just how it's going to be. 
So news broke a few days ago that GM Kowasi Adolfo Menza, or Cam as I'm going to call him, said he expects Kirk to be back next season and a possible extension. I know this is going to tear the fan base in half because it, I don't think there's many in the middle of the road people for Kirk Cousins. You either love him or you hate him. And honestly, I feel like it's because there are so many haters out there that People in the middle are pushed to loving him, and vice versa, I think, because there are some people who are just blind followers of Kirk Cousins that uh, they push some people towards hating him. But regardless of what you say, uh, extending him is probably the best decision. There's not any... Like, he's, look, he's got a no-trade clause. So you can't trade him. You're going to cut him and eat 30-some... You know, $35 million? No, you're not. But even if you could trade him, who are you going to get to replace him? I mean, honestly, who's going to be available? I know people are going to say Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson, he could be available. You can get him. He's a big upgrade. Is he? Look, I love Lamar Jackson, and talent-wise, yeah, the dude is extremely talented. But he's also going to come with a north of $50 million paid. You know, a, a north of $50 million price tag. We're struggling right now with money, and you want to put 20 more, 20, 15 to 20 more million dollars a year for a guy who has yet to complete a full NFL season? Say what you want about Kirk. The dude does not miss games. I mean, he went out for a play this year. Last year, he had the COVID game, but that, you know, that's, I don't think we're going to have to deal with that anymore. So, who else realistically could you get? Derek Carr? That's a lateral move. It's going to cost you more money for a guy who posts the same stats but wins less games. I mean, look at look look at them. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Similar stats. Less wins by Derek Carr. Not a good move. He costs more money. Tom Brady, don't even fucking don't even go there. Tom Brady would look at this offensive line and laugh. He'd hang up the phone on you. He's not going to come here. No way. Yeah, sure. Is Justin Jefferson enticing for a quarterback? Oh, absolutely. But not being the most hit quarterback in the NFL at 48 years old. I think he's going to be 46, but you get the point. Tom Brady would never come here. So that leaves you with not many other options. And the Vikings don't have many draft picks next year. I think right now we've got four draft picks for this year. For the upcoming draft. You got a lot of holes on defense to fix. You don't have much draft capital to move around and try and grab a quarterback who can sit for a single year behind Kirk Cousins and then come over and take the reins of a franchise. That's where the window gets difficult. I really think that's where the window gets difficult because you can't, you know, you're, you're going to have to extend Kirk. At this point, you just have to extend him. See if you convince him to take a little bit less money because you got to pay Justin Jefferson some more money and the fact that you need linemen. And then, uh, preferably next next year's draft, grab a QB. Grab someone who's moldable, who can sit behind Cousins for two, two, maybe three seasons, and then take over the franchise. I mean, you've got to, you've got to maximize your potential with Justin Jefferson. So it, it would be wasted to grab a, a question mark of a QB and try and make it work. 
So you have to extend Cousins. That's just that's the way it is. You could do a lot worse than Kirk. You could do better than Kirk, but there isn't really any 100% like better than Kirk quarterbacks aren't going to be available. I mean, let's let's look at the the three guys right now. If miraculously they were to come and say, "Hey, we'll trade you this quarterback for Kirk Cousins," there are three quarterbacks in this league. I'm I'm going to say yes without hesitation. And this isn't in any particular order: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Those are the three quarterbacks at this point that I would take over Kirk Cousins. No one else. Those guys are young, durable, and can fucking slang the rock. Everyone else is a question mark. Trevor Lawrence, he's looking promising. Sure. Lamar Jackson can run, but he gets hurt. Like I said, I I don't want to touch on that too much, but he's yet to play a full season. You know? I mean, who else is out there that you would really, really want to put... The hope of your franchise on there there isn't you know i'm not saying kirk's the fourth quarterback in the league that's not what i'm saying not at all what i'm saying is that the amount of guys that i would take over him is very very small and there's a lot of guys who are worse so let's move on justin jefferson the dude's gonna get fucking paid he's got money coming his way and probably pretty soon and uh, it's tough. It's another tough thing. You got to pay him a lot of money. And he's going to, I mean, you look at the top five highest paid receivers right now. You've got Tyreek Hill at $30 million a year. And these are all averages. Devontae Adams at 28. DeAndre Hopkins at 27. Cooper Cup at 26. And A.J. Brown at 25. On a conservative note, a very conservative Justin Jefferson's going to be in that top one, two spot, 28, 30 million. I mean, that's probably a team friendly deal. You got to be realistic there. The dude's going to get paid. He's broken how many records? He put up the most receiving yards for a player in his first three years in the NFL. The dude didn't even start the first several games of his first year. He's beaten guys like Moss and Jerry Moss. Or, sorry, Moss and Jerry Rice. Moss in his first three seasons had 96 less catches and around 700 less yards than J.J. I mean, the kid can ball. And I think he truly likes being in Minnesota. I think I think he wants to be there. I mean, I really do. He wants to win, which is something we need. We need players on that team who want to win. So this guy, he's going to ink a record-setting contract. I mean, he could be the first fucking $40 million a year wide receiver. I think that'd be a little insane, but I'll, I'll be honest. If, if you were to tell me you had to keep one of them, Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson, and you've got to pay them both a st- stupid amount of money, I'm saying keep Justin Jefferson. He's younger. He's got more time. The dude's, the dude's a baller, and I'm going to be utterly shocked if he does not get an MVP nod. The dude should be MVP. I don't think out of sight, maybe Patrick Mahomes, there's any player that you could take away 
you were to take Justin Jefferson out of our team this season, he it completely changes the record this team had. I mean, you could have you could put you know another quarterback, you know, Nick Mullins, in this team, and it, I still think you'd probably win a lot of the games that we played with Justin Jefferson. You take Justin Jefferson away, you don't you don't beat the Bills. You know you're getting stuffed on that fourth that fourth yard play that Kirk Cousins threw it into triple coverage. Another an, a defensive player had his hand on the ball. And Justin Jefferson came away with it. The dude is another level talent. And you got to do whatever it takes to keep him around. So that's kind of all I got for today. Um, I just ask that if you guys could uh, comment, review, rate this show on wherever you get your podcast from. I, I personally like constructive criticism. Fuck it. I like criticism in general. I don't care if you hate the show. Just tell me what's bad and tell me what can do better. And, you know, I, I want to be enjoyment for everyone for a little bit of their day. I want this to be something you listen to while you're at work. You know, it, make make 30 minutes of your workday suck less. So <clears throat> rate, review, subscribe if you like it. Uh, I think the next episode we're going to cover the draft and where the Vikings are at right now and all of the hardships that are going to go into that, what they need to be looking at in the draft, you know, we'll, we'll see where they go. So with, with all that, I'm going to tell you guys, enjoy the rest of your day, Skull brothers and sisters, and we will see you next time.